0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Ambler, creator of the Daily Zen. This is a podcast where I answer and discuss topics suggested to me by you on Twitter, where the Daily Zen began uh, about 10 years ago. And I, I've done sort of like a Q&A format in previous episodes, um, but now that it's That we're back and people seem to be enjoying it i'm going to focus on one topic per episode i'm releasing one free episode each week and one premium episode the free ones are available on soundcloud and itunes and the premium ones are available on patreon where i am collecting a monthly subscription from you know fans who want to support the project and uh, are interested in extra content like daily thought exercises, uh, videos, live streams, uh, special essays, premium, you know, special podcast episodes, things like that, sort of like a heightened daily Zen version of the daily Zen. Um, so this week, I'm going to focus on the problem and just sort of general concept of motivation and how it relates to what I've considered to be my Zen practice, but more broadly how it relates to life at large today in the modern world and sort of its relationship to the practice of mindfulness and what it means to be both motivated and ambitious and also to know how to be peaceful to know how to slow down and to understand what we're really going for there's sort of this idea that motivation is a force behind one's attempt to achieve so you know you're motivated to finish something so you can get praise for it you're motivated to do a good job at your work so you can get a raise Uh, you're motivated to write so that you can have an audience to read what you're written and maybe get a you know you get a book deal or whatever there's all of these external motivations that we rely on to influence our behaviors because there are kind of all these different cultural narratives that we rely on to create motivation within ourselves now this is a kind of a strange thing, because when you take external variables and use them as motivators for tasks that people enjoy and that you get rewarded for precisely because of your intrinsic motivation and desire to do them, you sort of fall into this trap. I think a lot of people don't find motivation to do the things that they are passionate about, because instead of focusing on what's interesting intrinsically about that particular task, they're focused on what might be lurking around the corner as far as an external or extrinsic reward goes. And a lot of highly accomplished and, you know, uh, highly motivated and one might even say obsessive people, people in the public spotlight, people like... um Jerry Seinfeld and David Lynch and Howard Stern and Ray Dalio. You know, these are like the famous people that are associated with meditation because of um, the transcendental meditation program and things like that. Um, But you see a lot of people who are in very high pressure, high achievement scenarios gravitating towards these Eastern practices that were never intended as catalysts or remedies for Um, a a hyper accelerated lifestyle but you find these people um, gravitating towards these practices precisely because they take the lens that is focused so heavily on what is outside of the self and um, what am I going to get from doing this and who's going to love me if I do this and what if my hair doesn't look good and what if I don't have enough money or I don't say the right things or whatever? You're sort of taking that mind and that lens and reversing it inward, which is the, you know, plainly and simply what the practice of meditation is. It's just sort of this practice of silent ref- ref- silent reflection that has a spiritual impact, but also has this sort of day-to-day, Normal, boring impact, um, which I would argue is more noticeable and more um, um, fundamental than the effect that it has on um, your relationship with, you know, your sense of self or the void or the universe or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, when you have this ego that's constantly chasing um achievements for achievement's sake rather than for the sake of the activity that one is doing to you know reach some sort of achievement you reach the block you know when you're trying to write an entire paper at once you reach a block when you're trying to write an entire book at once you reach a block if i was trying to do a you know a complete anthology of eastern thought in one podcast i would hit a block because you know, it's just so overwhelming to focus on these gargantuan tasks. And yet people try to do that and they psych themselves out so much that they never even start and they never do anything. The way that I usually write essays is I sit and I just write one sentence. I have no idea what I'm, what it's going to be about. You know, this is a common practice among people, but um, a lot of people, I think <laughs> there's just so many weird narratives about what success is and what motivation is and you know the types of people that are deserving of success and the types of people that experience inspiration you know it's never us it's always these incredible stories of you know this person who devoted their lives to this thing and now they're the best in the world at it Um, and sort of those are the narratives that come into our mind because they're so mythological and they're so Relevant to what we idealize in our heads as you know What achievement is and all this stuff because they're hyperbolic, you know, they serve as like textbook examples The irony being that if you were to speak to any of those people who seem so incredible and so accomplished and whatever You know, they have the same neurotic fixations that anyone else would have and the same little problems and weird things and They'll be the first people to tell you that you accomplish anything by just doing a little bit you know whatever you can do in each moment and focusing on the task at hand and so broad you know more broadly the way that this relates to what we are considering zen or you know mindfulness or this isn't really like a doctrinal interpretation of zen buddhism or anything this is sort of just how do we approach motivation and how do we approach tasks with a mindful outlook the shortest answer is to take each task and sort of you know each achievement you're breaking down into its smallest parts and each of those small parts you're breaking down into even smaller parts and you know without thinking about it too much you're just doing you know kind of doing the most boring thing that has to be done right now so if you're writing a you know even if you're writing a a novel or you're painting some sort of giant painting you still have to focus on whatever boring sentence you know you're working on right now it's completely out of context you know it might not have any relevancy yet you might have to add that in with by contextualizing whatever you're doing now later but you don't have to worry about that because your only focus should be what you can do today and the more we try to control the longevity of projects we're working on or relationships with people or, you know, things, habits we're trying to cultivate uh, ourselves, the harder it becomes to do them because those, those massive ambitions that we have that are perfectly healthy to have about ourselves and who we are and what we want to be and where we want to be and what we want to achieve become purely fantastical and purely ideological and so as a result they kind of stay stuck up in that um, sort of you know purgatory of thought like they're kind of just stuck up in your head now if you you know shift your energy to focusing on you know, what's the most boring but essential thing that I can do today that is relevant to my life, and do that thing as many times as you, you know, do those things during the day, instead of kind of sitting around pondering, what about this, what about that, you know, worrying about the, the um, effect of this, or the result of that, you know, the whole thing, you know, in Zen thinking, and in a lot of the stuff you'll read, I think My favorite example being the Tao Te Ching, which is a Taoist text, obviously, but was hugely influential in the foundation of Zen is sort of this idea that if you're too rigid, you'll snap. You know, if you fill your bowl too much, it will spill over. Um, If you try too hard to get people's affection, you will become unlovable. You know, if you try too hard to be successful, you'll become miserable. Um, And sort of the key to focusing on that balance and not obsessing over all of the external um, idealistic achievements one could make in a given time period is to just fill your time with the most relevant and fulfilling activity that you can. And, you know, if you give yourself enough time and enough space and if you're you know frugal enough and simple enough and patient enough uh, a sort of organic life will emerge uh, that's significantly more challenging significantly more gratifying and significantly different from whatever you're experiencing if you've never tried to do that i had that experience when i finished college and i had had like a million different part-time jobs and internships and stuff And I had saved a bunch of money and was just like, okay, I'm going to spend every day, you know, working for the same amount of time that I would work for someone else on stuff that I am in full control of and do it as disciplined as possible and as diligently as possible, but not too rigidly and sort of just see what evolves. And it's been like three years and I'm, you know, very confident that if you really have the, um, the motivation intrinsically to live life on your own terms and to have a certain degree of freedom, you can find that, especially in this world. Um, and that's, I think, how we need to rethink motivation. Instead of rethinking it of, where do I find the inspiration to do this stupid bullshit that I have to do right now? We're rethinking it to mean... How do, I, how do I fill my time with stuff that I would never think of as stupid bullshit that you know, might be boring but ultimately contributes to my well-being and my freedom and my joy and sense of self and whatever um, so maybe the process of motivation isn't so much focusing on big tasks or small tasks or whatever but replacing what we're working on with Replacing what we think we're supposed to be working on with what we want to be working on and replacing what we think things are supposed to be like in our head with the way things actually are. Um, Because when you start to be truly honest with yourself, you know, and other people, obviously goes along with that, you start to realize like, oh, okay, I am lying to myself. Like, I don't enjoy this. I do enjoy this. You know, maybe I'll do more of this and less of this. Um, and maybe I'll struggle through this and suffer through this and torture myself over it a little little bit and see if it gets easier. I find that to be the case with writing a lot, where if I take a break and I come back to it, um, it's really, you really kind of have to retrain a muscle uh, and the muscle gets sore. You know, the same way if you take time off of the gym and you come back, you experience... More resistance and more pain um, when you lack consistency. And so, cultivating a healthy sense of motivation also relies on that sort of consistency, which requires a certain commitment to yourself. That you're, you know, coming back to like what that idea of intrinsic motivation is, you're saying to yourself, I'm willing to commit enough time to this thing and enough effort and enough patience with myself and to go slowly and methodically and to have discipline and to not be too stupid about it or or too hyperactive about it and to see what you know organically emerges a lot of people treat their goals like plants that you know they we expect that we're just supposed to put a cup of water on it and immediately something's going to pop up the irony being that that's never obviously the case (laughs) and the things that over time prove to be most valuable to us as people are often least um, interesting initially in the present moment you know like when you start doing something you start playing guitar for example and you're going to really suck at guitar and that's not really that much fun i mean it's like having to be embarrassed by yourself being bad at something is a crucial part of learning how to be consistent and how to be disciplined and how to be committed and how to just do it and sort of the difference between people who do do things of value and people who produce value in the world and people who kind of just coast along and don't do a whole lot i think is just that intrinsic belief in due diligence to yourself Um, to be fully engaged with what you're doing, to be proud of what you're doing without being arrogant, to want to have some sort of positive impact on other people, even though what you're doing doesn't have to be like some sort of crazy self, you know, selfless charitable act because people have to make a living after all. But just to, to sort of be fully engaged with one's life, is a better long-term strategy for motivation than trying to kind of hack yourself into doing these little tasks that you don't necessarily want to do or finding magical inspiration to do something that you're maybe misguided about. That's another important thing to touch on. I think is maybe, you know, the reason that we can't find motivation for a certain task is because we don't really care about them. You know, like, I knew a lot of people in New York who, you know, they wanted to be these romantics, they wanted to be these artists or musicians or writers or whatever. But when it came to actually doing the gritty work that were that, that's required of those sorts of endeavors, they were completely unwilling and not only that, they really didn't like it that much. The funny thing being that it's like, you know, it takes a really it takes a lot of mental gymnastics to convince yourself that you want something for yourself as a part of your identity that you don't even really enjoy the mundane facets of. So the ultimate lesson, really, I think, coming back around to where we started, basically, which I think will be a running thread among these sort of discussions, is, you know, you find the things that you enjoy the boring parts of and do the shit out of those things. Because those are the things that you have a competitive advantage over others um, who don't enjoy the boring tedium of them. You know, there's people who really love accounting. There's people who really love crunching numbers. There's people who really love, you know, sitting at a drum set or a piano or whatever and playing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Uh, There's people who love hitting 500 tennis balls a day. There's people like me who love to sit and stare at sentences for hours at a time and Rework them and type and you know edit text and um, conceptualize everything and stuff like that. Uh, and everyone has different uh, things that are just like that that are there, you know, a thing. Um, and if we become too obsessed with trying to find that thing or trying to be good at anything, we shoot ourselves in the foot because um, the key to doing all of this stuff whether it's meditating or working or cultivating a relationship or working on a better internal dialogue with yourself or quitting a bad habit or whatever it is is to just be more patient and to listen and observe yourself more than you already do because the vast majority of us rush through everything and take things too fast and don't take the adequate time to reflect because we're so stimulated and we're so um, mentally wrapped up in different sort of thought circles and logic traps and all this different stuff. So it's just a matter of kind of, ironically, the way to get motivated is maybe to slow down and to turn your attention inward a little bit and to really contemplate what it is you want to do, where you know not necessarily where it is you want to be in five or ten years, but like you know if you were gonna spontaneously combust tomorrow, you know what would you wanna spend your day doing? You probably wouldn't want to um you know learn calculus, but you probably also wouldn't want to sit around and watch t v all day you know you'd probably want to find a mix of things that are engaging and constructive and creative and things that are leisurely and contemplative and reflective um and it varies you know that's how i that's how i like to envision my ideal but it varies from person to person so yeah i think okay i think that's good i'm going to try to devote 20 minutes now to each different concept so that'll provide kind of more of a an in-depth discussion that you know can, that I hope continues uh, I got a new microphone so I think that the audio quality on these will hopefully be better moving forward and again this is this week's free episode and there will be another um, episode that will be available uh, on Patreon for subscribers the minimum subscription is just you get everything for the minimum subscription and it's just five bucks a month So if you do like Daily Zen and you want to support this and participate in a discussion with me and with other people who are more engaged with it um, and you want to ask questions and you want to contribute, um, you know, I thank you. And if not, uh, the vast majority of people who are interested in this are, um, you know, I rely on them just as much because I enjoy the suggestions and, you know, the all the activity on Twitter and whatever, it's all fuel for the fire. So I hope that you enjoyed that one and please feel free to suggest further topics on Twitter. And uh, yeah, okay, talk to you soon.